What's up, Rams fans? Welcome into Rams Showcase. Tonight, Jim Irsay hates Super Bowls, plus a peek at the offseason dates and the upcoming schedule release. And later, it is officially draft month. We take a look at what the Rams plans might be. Before we hop in, I want to let you know that RamsShowcase.com is alive and thriving right now. That is where you can find all Ram Showcase content. The podcast is embedded right on the front page, and that is also where we are writing our blog slash articles. I am hesitant to call them articles still, but uh, blogs I think is more appropriate. It's just a kind of a brain dump of uh, some of the Rams knowledge that is in my brain, a place for that to go alongside with the Ram Showcase podcast. And uh, also, like I said, uh, merch is available, T-shirts, uh, anywhere from size small to 4X, so something for everybody. And be sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media outlets, as well as myself, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags. So we talk about, before we talk about Jim Say did want to let you know that wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has reportedly been offered a contract by the Baltimore Ravens, but we heard that report and then we heard silence, so I'm not entirely sure what that means. Although uh, we did hear the Jets and the Rams are still said to be in the mix. And I would guess that if the Rams were to make a big push for OBJ, that would mean that Allen Robinson is maybe no longer on the team. I'm not sure if the Rams are going to be able to find a trade partner for Allen Robinson or if he'll just end up being released. Or I would say it's not impossible for him to be on this roster uh, come week one. I would say when you have a report that says, the Rams are shopping Allen Robinson. If they can't find a trade partner, he might be released. Well, that means he's probably just going to get released, which is unfortunate. Uh, you tell the entire league, hey, you could just wait a minute and then just sign him to whatever contract you want. And I think that most teams are going to take that. So uh, it's unfortunate. But uh, either way, if Allen Robinson does stick around, I would say, um, I mean, my personal opinions too, I would way rather have OBJ than Allen Robinson. But if Allen Robinson does return, it'll be year two in the offense. So that's some that is something uh, that I think would be a benefit to him, of course. Um, but uh, right now, I would say he's the third best wide receiver that the Rams have behind Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. I'd say him and Ben Skoranek are pretty even, uh, but I would put him above Tutu Atwell. So uh, there's, I mean, the Rams wide receiver group is not bad by any means, but I think if you could either add OBJ or replace Allen Robinson for OBJ. I would really love to see the Cup, OBJ, and Van Jefferson trio. I think that that would be incredible because Ben Skoranek, as much as I do like Ben Skoranek, uh, him being a four, he's a very strong four, but I think he's almost like kind of like a pretty middle-of-the-road three, if that makes any sense. And then uh, Tutu Atwell, I'm kind of seeing right now, is just a gadget player. He hasn't had um, a real breakout. Um, he scored touchdowns, but also so has Jamarcus Russell. So is you know, Ryan Leaf has thrown touchdowns, so... Uh, scoring touchdowns does not take away any kind of like bust title that I've given <laughs> to him. Although I will say it was hilarious uh, that I put out a video called Tutu Atwell is a bust. And then that's uh, the week after he scored, you know, long touchdowns. But that's uh, kind of what uh, life as a Rams podcaster becomes. You say enough things and you're going to look like an absolute idiot uh, once or twice. Just that many times. No more. <laughs> Uh, so moving on here, I want to talk about Jim Say, how much he hates Super Bowls. He uh, he did mention that you have to be careful about that when talking about how the Rams built their team and the Rams were very willing to give up draft capital to either improved Jap uh, draft positioning or to acquire players. So, of course, we saw that um, in the 2016 draft when the Rams did move up to grab Jared Goff. Um, you could say that didn't work out. I would say it kind of did work out in a weird way. Um I mean, we, we would have to look at uh, what the what players were taken with those picks. 
that the Rams gave up, and then also what uh, what the Rams potentially would have done different with those picks if they didn't move up for Jared Goff. So there, it gets really convoluted and very in the weeds of of well, the Rams wouldn't have taken that guy, so that's an irrelevant comparison and all that stuff. But either way, Jared Goff did play in a Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams, which is more than you can ask for most of the Rams quarterbacks throughout history. As of course, we've only seen a few different names uh, under center in a Super Bowl for this team. So uh, it started there, and then of course um, you got uh, different moves, uh, just to name a few. You got like Marcus Peters, Keep to Lieb. Uh, you bring in Indomitian and Sue. You trade for Brandon Cooks, uh, Matthew Stafford deal, Robert Woods coming in. Um, so you make a lot of different moves, and uh, of course these moves. I mean, we still saw it with like Jalen Ramsey, who's now gone, and stuff like that, but. The Rams definitely went went in, and I gotta say, I would say it worked. I mean, uh, you can say that that having a five wins uh, season last year, and it's like, well, the Rams are paying the bill, and this sucks now. Well, yeah, it does suck now, but like, it was pretty sick that day that the Rams won the Super Bowl. I gotta say, I'm still holding on to that, and that never goes away. It now exists for all of time, for all of eternity. The Rams won Super Bowl Fifty Six, and it's just uh, that's just that's just there forever now. So. Uh, say what you will about the the Rams and how they built their team, but uh, in those in the five year span that I'll reference here, uh, taking out this last uh, five win season, uh, the Rams had three division titles, two NFC championships, and a Super Bowl win. In those same five years, the Indianapolis Colts had zero division titles and zero playoff wins with two appearances, signing guys like Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan to hold down the quarterback spot, and maybe. Maybe I'm the jerk here. Maybe to Jim Irsay, that is success. Maybe he is absolutely crushing it in his mind. But I got to say, I would take a five-win season after a Super Bowl win than a 9-8 and eight season after a wild-card loss any day of the week. And that is exactly what happened to the Indianapolis Colts. And I like Jim Irsay. Uh, I don't want to like just be too super rude to him. I think that he's he's awesome. But um, as far as his comments here about what the Rams did, like, you got to be careful about that. Yeah, you got to be careful. You wouldn't want to win a Super Bowl, Jim. <laughs> like, so maybe, maybe I'm the jerk. Maybe, maybe his, uh, his average team is, is what success is to him. Uh, but signing guys like Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, that was never going to be a Super Bowl team. Uh, like the Rams made the move for, uh, Matthew Stafford, who really was the missing piece of that offense, uh, to come in year one and to win a Super Bowl. I think that that was uh, pretty pretty uh, worth it. So the Rams had five straight seasons that they can really only be described as wildly out of character. I'll be honest, um, and and some fans may not like this comment, but um, what I would say the Rams are not historically known for just being an absolute dominant force, uh, just consistently, and that's just that's just simple facts. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk trash about my own team here, but those are the facts. It really is about once every twenty years this team competes for a title, puts together a team that can win a Super Bowl, and then the throughout the, the rest of those gaps kind of tend to struggle a little bit to keep up and, and tend to have extended gaps where they are trying to put something together and, and can't nail down a, a strong enough roster. Maybe they're having a lot of coaching changes, and that's what we've seen. In 1980, the Rams go to a Super Bowl, lose to an incredible Steelers team, but then it's 20 years later until the Rams make it back to the Super Bowl, and of course, win it in St. Louis. And then you get the two uh, the two appearances there, 34 and 36, and then it takes another 20 years to get back to it. 54 and then 56, like back to it again. So, hey man, Super Bowl 74 and 76 are about to be so much fun for uh, the Los Angeles Rams. But 
Either way, that's uh, that's kind of the, the course that the Rams have taken, and uh, I wouldn't say that that is where we're at right now. I don't think that we're on a just a full-on teardown, going to be terrible for a while. I just I, I, I just don't think that that's the case right now. I think that the way that the Rams were last season, and only winning five games, yeah, that's terrible, but we had four different starting quarterbacks, three of our top four wide receivers down, uh, the an un- uh, an unlistable amount of injuries along the offensive line that I don't really have time to get into right now. But uh, and then you lose guys like Aaron Donald. You know, it's just a it's just an absolute mess of a season. So I would say that the Rams, like even losing Bobby Wagner, you lose Jalen Ramsey, you lose uh, multiple other players, especially on defense. I don't think that that necessarily spells that this is a less than five win team for the for the Rams in 2023 because. You look at the injuries last year, and I would say that w- with what we've lost this offseason, uh, that is not as like that's not as bad as the injuries that the team dealt with during the season this last year. So I still think that this could be um, anywhere from a seven to ten win team, but that really does depend on a lot of health and a lot of these offensive line positions. Because as we saw starters last year, of course we lost David Edwards; uh, he's no longer no longer here, but. Uh, Joe Nopum at left tackle really just wasn't playing that well. And Seki was way better at left tackle than than Nopum was. So I'm really interested to see what the Rams do choose to do on that offensive side uh, as, uh, with uh, the offensive starting line. Um, but uh, we got time to see how that fills out. We also are not done completing, like filling up our roster yet. It is still only early April and it is not time to sell stock when you don't even know what's happened yet. So Let's let the team build uh, at least and, and fill up its roster first. And then also, uh, who's to say that this team will absolutely hit on some rookies this year? You know, like, who's to say that our first five picks aren't, you know, total monsters and who and have incredible years? And we got multiple guys in the running for rookie of the year. Who's to say that that's not possible? Not this guy. I will not say that. So uh, Jim Ursay's comments here uh, did come to as a surprise to me simply because the Rams do have a ring and. Uh, Jim Irsay, he's, he's an awesome owner. I think he's, he, I think he's a cool dude. I think he's obnoxious. I think he's hilarious. Um, be that as it may, I would way rather still have Stan Kroenke as my owner than Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay from an entertainment perspective, absolutely big fan from a business running a team, building a team, willing to pay money for a team, uh, willing to put an incredible stadium and relocate a team. Yeah. Give me Stan Kroenke all day long, every single time. So, uh, let's let the team build up. Uh, I, I would say before we totally sell it again, but uh, the Rams won a Super Bowl, so it's hard to say that they did the the wrong thing. Um, I would definitely take a few. I'll give me give me ten no win seasons, zero wins in ten years for a Super Bowl. And let me also ask the Browns fans or the Jets fans, the Jaguars fans, the Chargers fans, the any of these fan bases who have historically been like not in that conversation the the lions like let's let's ask these fan bases hey would you be bad for five years for a super bowl ring yeah is the answer to that you if you would have asked me these questions in 2008 2009 when the rams were in st louis being absolutely terrible winning one two and three games in a season if you would have asked me then hey the, the rams will have another season like this after a super bowl done yeah yeah sign me up where where do i sign do you need money for me like where <laughs> What's your what's your Venmo like kind of just give me the information, man, because, yes, I'm doing that all day, every single day. 
So let's change gears here. I wanted to talk about just uh, briefly some off-season dates that we are creeping up on. So April 17th, uh, the Rams are permitted to begin their off-season workouts. That is the date for teams with returning head coaches, as uh, teams with brand new head coaches are already permitted to uh, to begin their off-season workouts. The 19th of April, that is the deadline to meet with draft-eligible players at your own facility uh, and then the 27th is going to be the deadline to meet with draft eligible players anywhere. So uh, we do have some draft meetings. We'll talk about those guys that the Rams have met with here uh, here shortly. But uh, the draft coming up the 27th through the 29th. Uh, so, of course, uh, that deadline to meet with players, I mean, leading all the way up uh, to the event. Uh, but uh, I'm really interested to see what the Rams draft plan is here. And uh, we'll just keep our eyes on who the Rams are meeting with. That doesn't necessarily tell us all everything that we want to know. Uh, of course, as fans and as media people, we would love to know exactly who the Rams are going to select, um, although we just we just don't have that information. One thing that I will not do here on Ram Showcase is give you my mock drafts. I've got players that I like. Of course, we have players that we all like. That's that's just the way being a football fan is, especially if you also are a fan of college football and you just like the sport as a whole outside of stuff like the XFL. But like, that's just a personal preference. I don't care if you like the XFL. I'm just not into it at all. But um, if, if you watch college, you have guys that you like. You have guys that you're excited for and that you would love to see on your team. But the Rams not picking those guys is not necessarily a wrong decision. Of course, I was excited when the Rams drafted Tutu Atwell. I was excited when the draft Rams drafted Greg Robinson. When the Rams drafted Aaron Donald, it was like, oh, man, I don't really know much about him. <laughs> and we all know how that worked out. So. Uh, I'm just curious to see uh, what the Rams plan is. I don't really have a preference myself. Whoever the Rams take, I'm cool with. I just hope they do well. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Rams made a bad decision because they didn't take a player that I personally liked, which I see just too many times on different Rams publications that they say, well, it's a bad pick. Well, is it though? I mean, can we let the guys play first? Because uh, we don't actually know that. Tutu Atwell still might be an awesome pick. And who's who's to say that this year isn't... Uh, isn't a big one for for Tutu, and uh, that uh, some of the other guys last year too. What if Darian Kendrick ends up being way sicker than Kobe Durant? That's not the case at this moment. Based on year one, I would say that Durant's a better player than Kendrick, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And that's that's a big thing too. Going into to one year, or like ending a year and then going into the next one, we expect that Cam Akers is going to do an awesome job because he ended the season so strong last year. But that's not a guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee. Uh, what I do think is is a slight benefit to the Rams is the injuries from last year is now that like Jordan Fuller, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, uh, most of the uh, basically the entire offensive line outside of Rob Avenstein, they've all had now extended breaks. And we've even heard from Sean McVay that Matthew Stafford is he, he's now in this time of the offseason, early April, he's feeling better now than he has in years simply because he didn't have to finish the season. And it's unfortunate the way that that had to happen last season, but going into this year now and where we're at today, if we want to look at a more present uh, present um, kind of mindset and, and take it day by day kind of thing, and today, as date of recording, it's the 4th of April, today, that is a benefit. It sucked when it was happening, but now it's nice looking forward saying like, wow, he actually, he's, he's, he's healthy right now. Like Cooper Cup, should be good to go. Aaron Donald should be good to go. Uh, Jordan Fuller has been good to go. He should have been able to return, but you know what? Now he's even going to be way even better to go in week one. Uh, so we've got all that stuff to look forward to, which is going to be really cool. 
Uh, we also have the spring uh, the spring league meeting coming up in late May, the 22nd through the 24th. Some issues were tabled, so some of those could come up here. I'm not entirely sure uh, what we'll see out of this. I really, really, really do not want to see the Thursday night flex schedule come into play. I think that that is an absolute disaster. Um, if you care about the fan at all and your your fans going to the game or being able to see these games, you don't do this. You don't make this move because when I see the schedule release and I see that the Rams are on a Thursday night, I get that day off of work. I work nights at a radio station, so I cannot watch the games if they get flexed um, too soon and it's just going to be a problem. And then if you have if you're traveling, like say, say uh, the, the schedule comes out and I buy tickets to go to fly out to L.A. to go to a game on a Sunday. And then that game gets flexed to a Thursday. Well, guess what? I just have to cancel. So uh, from that perspective, I really hope that this one does not get uh, pushed through. I believe, based on what I saw, that it was only like one or two votes short of actually getting approved, which is really unfortunate because a few teams apparently chose not to vote on that. It's really unfortunate because it does feel like that is inevitable at this point. But I will say, I think that the backlash from fans is going to be pretty extreme. I'm not sure if that would be enough the league to change anything uh, but I really 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 do not want to see Thursday night games flexed I think it's bad for the fan um, especially the the fan I'm in Colorado and I'm an LA Rams fan so if I was a Denver Broncos fan maybe it would be a little bit different maybe being local would be a little bit different but I also I, I can never watch Thursday night games anyway simply because they're on uh, they're on a program that I don't get at work um, and then uh, to simply put also I'm, I'm working nights so I, I don't want to see that. Hopefully that, that does not come up in this league meeting. It, 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 as long as we can push it off for as many years as possible, I would be at least happy with that. So um, this meeting also uh, in in late May here is where we could potentially hear about new ownership in Washington for the commanders. I do anticipate a name change coming for the commanders. Um, I'm not sure if that would be an immediate name change or if something would go through an approval process, maybe get some fan feedback, stuff like that. But Either way, the whole Washington, they should just move, really. They should I feel like that whole franchise has been bad luck. You really just got to wash that Dan Snyder stink off of you because it is pungent and you don't want that uh, hanging around you. You kind of just want to rebrand entirely. And I would say if I were a potential uh, like new owner of the Washington football team, uh, then I would also uh, I would be looking for a, for a relocation. And in a place like Oklahoma or, you know, um, there's a there's a, a bunch of cities that I think would really thrive with an NFL team. Oklahoma City just I mean, that just makes total sense to me. But uh, maybe even like Alabama, I think that they would be really supportive of a of a new team. I think Montana, like somewhere in that area could could do well with the team as well. But uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of getting into a little bit of a, a ramble of what cities I think would be good for NFL teams. But um, I, I would be looking at it if I were a, an owner, um, part of the ownership group, uh, the new ownership group for the Washington Commanders. I would absolutely be looking into just washing yourself completely clean of that Dan, Dan Snyder stench uh, because it is not good. Uh, let's see here. And then uh, September 10th is what we're looking at for likely the first Rams game. We do not have the schedule at this time. Um, but the schedule does release uh, on or around May 11th. So we are a little over, a little over a month away until we do hear this. Of course, the Rams are going to have their division home and away. Uh, Seattle, San Fran, and Arizona, like like every year. 
Um, and then the Rams also play the NFC East. So at home, uh, SoFi Stadium, we'll see the Washington Commanders as well as the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC champions. And then on the road, the Rams will play in Dallas and at the New York Giants. But, and hopefully some cool scheduling stuff happens with the New York Giants. I would love to go out there and then take a train out to L.A. the week after. But um, kind of I'm tr- I'm very actively trying to not make plans for any of these games uh, before the schedule comes out. Because last year, all of my plans got eaten up by the schedule. Wanted to go out for the Denver game. It landed on Christmas. Wanted to go out for the Chargers game. It landed on New Year's Day. Wanted to go out for the Bills game. It landed on the opening day. So it just kept not working out. Uh, but uh, New York, that would be a fun one. And then uh, AFC North, the Rams also will host uh, the Cleveland Browns as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they will see SoFi Stadium for what I believe is the first time, uh, maybe unless they've played the Chargers there. Um, but we're we're kind of at that point now where every team will have seen uh, SoFi Stadium. And then on the road, the Rams will play at the Cincinnati Bengals, a good Super Bowl rematch there. And then at the Baltimore Ravens, we'll see what goes on with their quarterback situation and then same place finishers, the Rams will host the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so uh, their whole changes and Derek Carr will be coming over to SoFi Stadium. And then uh, again, the Rams will be on the road at the Green Bay Packers and heading to Indianapolis as well to see Jim Irsay and those Colts at the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully uh, we can see the Rams not get just another late season December game at Green Bay at nighttime. <laughs> as much fun as I had at Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football in December, I would like to see the L.A. team not have to deal with the frozen tundra uh, as much as they have had to these last few years. It seems like the Rams are just unfortunate rotation right now, uh, getting at the Green Bay Packers uh, just repeatedly right now. So that's that's a little bit unfortunate. Let's go ahead and change gears here as uh, the NFL draft approaching later on this month. Of course, the Rams still out of the first round. And the only thing that I've actually come to think of as far as that being a super negative, because Every draft pick is a coin toss. Uh, Tom Brady was drafted 199. Jamarcus Russell was drafted at one. Uh, Every single pick in the draft is a coin toss. You never know if it's going to be a situation where that player maybe gets it to the NFL and they have a mindset of, I've made it, I'm good to go, this is awesome. Or a a late round guy, maybe a Cooper Cup style player where you get drafted and now your career begins. Now it's time to hit it hard. So uh, you really just never know. Uh, Those are all individual personality traits that you won't know. Uh, until you see him, until you see it unfold. So Jamarcus Russell was definitely one of those players made it to the NFL and was kind of like, cool, I've made it. I've made it. Uh, and Cooper Cup is my best example of the opposite mindset of that is he's he made it to the NFL and that was when it was time to start working. So uh, the only thing that I've come to to find, though, that the, is biting the Rams of not having a first round pick is no choices of uh, fifth round options. And uh, we just see those four year deals and then needing to extend directly off of that. So that is the only thing that I could possibly think of, but also uh, you look at the Rams' first picks o- over these last uh, however many drafts, and I don't know if, um, like, since 2017 and on, the first pick of the of the of for the Rams each draft, I'm not sure how many of those guys uh, would be fifth-round option eligible for the Rams. Um, of course, they were not first-round picks, so obviously that's not even an option at all. And to, 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 to put the Rams into the first round probably a different pick. So the conversation's probably different, but uh, right now, like a two, two out. Well, I mean, he's not in a position for a, for a fifth round option. Uh, you would just move on from him. I would, I would think um, so he just doesn't really participate. Maybe. And uh, this just kind of popped into my brain. Maybe he's going to be our kicker turner now uh, with Brandon Powell being gone. 
Uh, maybe we'll see Tutu kind of just slide into that punt returner and kick returner role. I haven't really thought about that yet, and uh, I'm going to send that in a text to Peo and and Ram's house and see what they think. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, yeah. You just saw that unfold. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the draft. All right, so we don't do mock drafts here because those are stupid, but uh, there's also, we'll just talk about the the positions that the Rams do need and the visits they that they've had. So um, this class uh, could be more important, uh, a more important season one draft than we've had in quite a long time. Uh, the drafted rookies that we've uh, that we see here could legitimately be a heavy use in year one, something that we really are not used to seeing out of the LA Rams uh, since really Sean McVay has taken over. Those rookies kind of get a redshirt year and don't really see a whole lot of action early on in their career. But cornerback and linebacker feel like positions that the Rams could hit pretty heavy as far as uh, just, you know, making uh, some higher selections. The Rams enter the draft with 11. I would anticipate we maybe push that to 12 or 13. Um, but uh, we could also see depth at safety. We could see depth at offensive line. Uh, the Rams could absolutely hit the wide receiver position. It's it kind of in today's NFL, it's not really possible to have too many wide receivers. You get you load up on as many as you can and then just get rid of the the bottom portion of of those players uh, and then enter the season with the best possible group. Uh, the Rams current most experienced cornerback is Robert Rochelle. Uh, probably the best, though, I would say is Kobe Durant. Sean Jolly and Darian Kendrick round out the position, so only those four. I really like Robert Rochelle. I don't feel like he's ever really uh, developed into what I thought he would be, but maybe this is that year. He might be the number one guy for the Rams uh, coming in this year. We could see a Robert Rochelle-Darian Kendrick combo on the outside with Kobe Durant slipping in at nickel, and then uh, some extra depth there with Sean Jolly and others. I, I, I don't have other names for you at this time, but uh, of course we will see others. But let's just take a look uh, real quick at the Rams draft visits that we've seen so far. And this list is pulled directly from uh, where, what website is that here? So it's uh, just directly from the Rams wire. Uh, so this is the list that we are taking a look at here as far as the visits go. I don't know a lot about these players. Uh, what we always do here at Rams Showcase is we do, uh, we kind of just talk about what the Rams are looking at as far as heading into the draft. And then post-draft, we really look at the guys that we have and do more of a deep dive on them. Uh, I know that there are other channels and other podcasts and other platforms that do pre-draft coverage a lot better than Rams Showcase does. Um, simply put, I just, I don't get super pumped to do pre-draft coverage. Uh, I, I just want to talk about the guys that we do get and and who will be here instead of just um, looking up a whole like 250 guys and then the Rams end up with 10 of them, you know, so uh, either way, <laughs> it's, it's all irrelevant to you. But uh, let's take a look at the pre-draft visits here. Uh, we'll start with quarterback Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. So the Rams did uh, make a Purdue stop and uh, did visit a few players from Purdue, but Aiden O'Connell uh, there. This is a, a, an interesting uh, visit here because uh, the Rams do not have a backup quarterback at the moment and very well could just see a backup come in and then just I mean you obviously hope for your health out of your starter you always hope for your health out of your starter um, but could it be O'Connell sitting in at QB2 for the Rams as uh, the Wolf Au and Percules don't look to be returning to the Rams uh, I don't think it's impossible they still do but I would say that that would probably be a post-draft thing kind of filling out your roster with some of those other guys uh, like Percules or the Wolf Au. 
at the running back position. I do anticipate that the Rams will take a running back. Uh, it makes just total sense in today's NFL that just you just grab a running back every year. At some point in the draft, whether that's two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like you, may, you don't grab one in the first round anymore. It's just not worth it. But in any of those those rounds, if you have a, a running back that you think can fit your offense, just go ahead and take them because uh, worst case scenario, uh, they just kind of don't work out or whatever. Uh, but best case scenario, they do work out and you can have a running back for a nice uh, three, four year gap uh, and then just keep that going, keep that rotation going. So uh, that is kind of just, it's it's a, I don't want to say inhumane because I don't think that that's the right word, but like it's a, it's a very like businessy way to look at the running back position outside of the human aspect of it, of just get a guy because every running back is awesome right now. Um, there's, there's running backs everywhere. Uh, so just keep the rotation going. Of course, we do have Cam Akers and he looks to be the main guy right now. Kyron Williams, I'm excited for, but if the Rams could pick up a guy like Israel, I'm, I'm going to butcher this last name here. Uh, I'm not even going to try. He's out of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, and if we do draft him, I will 100% be ready to pronounce his name 100% correctly. But uh, right now, that that running back, uh, the Rams have visited with him. Maybe he's the guy uh, or uh, uh, Kendra Miller out of TCU as well. So those are two running backs that the Rams have visited with uh, as, as we lead into the NFL draft and very well could be taken by the Rams uh, who have seen four wide receivers, by the way. Two out of Cincinnati, Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott. Uh, UCLA's Jake Bobo and uh, Tank Dell out of Houston. Uh, so the Rams absolutely could be looking here. Um, if Tutu Atwell is going to be more of a kick returner slash punt returner, like I had kind of alluded to potentially, uh, then I, it would make sense for the Rams to add to this position, at least for depth um, depth purposes. Uh, especially if you move on from Allen Robinson, then I definitely think that you do that. You either move on, uh, on from Allen Robinson uh, to to clear space for OBJ, who you know just kind of fits you a little bit better, uh, or you just you move on from him because it just it didn't work out like you wanted it to, and it's now better time to just move move him, get get those dollars off the books eventually, and then uh, take uh, take one of these young guys. So. Like I said, a few guys from Cincinnati, UCLA, and then uh, the Houston Tank Dell could be an interesting uh, selection there. Tyler Scott as well kind of intrigues me. So uh, tight end position. So we got uh, Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan, Payne Durham out of Purdue, and then Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion. That was just a virtual visit. But Kuntz, uh, he's getting a lot of conversation right now because he's like, what, six foot seven or something like that. And also runs like a four five. So interesting player. Um, I I, the height doesn't necessarily excite me unless he's going to be more of a, a, a wide receiver target, uh, more of a, a pass catching target. Um, but uh, as far as blocking goes, like I would hate to see him try to block a guy like Aaron Donald with all that strength and leverage underneath him um, because he's not the strongest guy, uh, but he is very athletic as far as the speed goes. Um, uh, all that that aspect of of what I would really anticipate like a wide receiver kind of being and And in my mind, too, he's he's kind of what like how I viewed Jacob Harris, but maybe to a little bit more extreme example of that, of like a guy who who really should be a wide receiver, but he is slotted as a tight end. And I don't know, maybe maybe he could uh, work on blocking and, and get, in, get in that way. But Zach Kuntz, uh, that is a player definitely getting a lot of conversation right now. Uh, but it does, based on the these visits, it does feel like the Rams could be taking a tight end. And 
uh, right now. Currently have three on the roster with Tyler Higby, the best tight end in Rams history, still here. So it would be a little bit uh, curious to me to see uh, what the Rams' plan would be at the tight end spot if uh, if they do go ahead and draft one. Only one offensive line visit as of now, Osiris Torrance out of Florida. So uh, it's very realistic to me that the Rams will draft at least one offensive lineman. I'm not sure how many of the Rams will target here. Um, but right now, uh, you lose David Edwards, who was a day one starter last year. Brian Allen does return, although I think Coleman Shelton is a better option. Logan Bruss was in a position to be a starter last year. So uh, to have him come back and should be 100% healthy, uh, that is something that is obviously a very, very major positive. Uh, you got Rob Havenstein still holding it down at right tackle. Uh, we'll see what happens at the left tackle spot. Uh, I know some people were wanting to to trade for, you know, certain players, but uh, I would say if, I mean, we'll see what happens as far as this position goes. I am a little concerned about it, but also what does concern do? It doesn't solve anything. Me being worried about the left tackle spot doesn't make anybody play better or worse. So we'll just see what happens. Uh, if it is Joe Nopoom, then I'm, I'm hoping that Boom is an absolute brick wall over there, but... Uh, we will just kind of see how it un unfolds. I don't actually control anything. <laughs> I just... I just hope for the best. I just hang on and hope for the best. Uh, defensive line visits. The Rams do have a few here. Elijah Green out of Northwest Missouri State. Um, let's see here. My writing is too small here. Elijah Cansey out of Pitt. Uh, Ad, Ad, I'm not going to get that one right. Uh, defensive lineman from Northwestern. Adeboware, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. Again, if this is a player drafted by the Rams, we will nail that pronunciation. And then MJ Anderson out of Iowa State. So uh, based on having four visits, it does stand to reason the Rams could add somebody here. Of course, Ashawn Robinson now lo uh, no longer here. Uh, Rams did bring back Marquise, Co Marquise Copeland and do still have Bobby Brown. Uh, but adding to this, uh, this position makes a whole lot of sense, especially Greg Gaines gone now too. Greg Gaines and Ashawn Robinson leaving. Um, I think that is a hit for sure. Uh, but how much, uh, we don't really know yet. Uh, Copeland being back is definitely a plus. I know that maybe not all Rams fans know to the extent of what his potential really looks like. I mean, sharing his photo, um, I had a few people uh, sharing the photo of him signing his contract. I had a few people be like, who is this? So uh, maybe he's not as popular as I, I, I'm, I maybe thought. So yeah, Marquise Copeland is returning and I, I'm very excited about that for sure. Um, and also, sidebar here, me saying that I really liked Marquise Copeland's jacket is by no means me saying that I wish that the Rams would go back to their throwback logos. That's ridiculous. Um, I I love the throwback logos. I love all of the, the iterations of the, the Rams and the snail logo. I like the skull logo. I like all of it. I like all the color schemes in the past, um, but it's more of an embrace the the present and and look forward to the future. And once something leaves, like, say, the 16-game season, in my mind, that wasn't like, um, like, I would never want to go back to that because it it, it kind of solidifies everything. Like, now, as far as, like, the St. Louis Rams go, the St. Louis Rams are now, like, they're, they're in, they're, they're in stone now. Like, they, they, they exist forever. And it now, I mean, for better or worse, I mean, maybe not all those years were awesome, but now it always exists and it can never be changed. It, it always is what it is. And that's kind of how I feel about the throwback logo. It, it always is now what it is. It can no longer be, be tarnished in any way. Like we can't have like any more losing seasons with 
with the throwback logo that makes it look bad or anything like that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm in more of an embrace the present, embrace the future, um, celebrate the past, but, but also embrace the future kind of uh, situation. So I just, I just wanted to throw that in there because I had some people be like, look, even ever everybody wants the throwback logo back. And it's like, that's not what I meant though. Like maybe you, maybe that's what you meant. And I'm not here to say that your, your opinions on anything are wrong because that's what opinions inherently cannot be wrong. They're your, it's right to you. So I, who am I, <laughs> who am I to say that your opinions are wrong, but it's very much that to me, uh, celebrate the past for what it was. Uh, but, uh, but it's in the past for a reason. And, uh, we are now onward to the future, the present and the future. So, and I guess too, like, I don't understand the mindset of, um, of being in the future, being in the present and then just just gripping way too tight to things that have happened in the past. I, I just can't also vibe with that because, you know, eventually you got to move on. Eventually things happen and, and things change and and er- eras change and we get new stuff. And it's just good to go with the times, I guess. So the L.A. logo, as much as maybe my opinions initially when seeing it were 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 one way. Uh, seeing it now over these years, I'm a fan of everything. I love the color scheme. I love the logos. I love the uniforms. I love all of it because it is the Rams. It is what represents the Rams. And to me, that's always kind of what's perfect. If that makes any sense. I know I kind of like, I, I, I talk in circles when I talk about this kind of stuff, because I, I just want to try to make my, make sure that my point is being heard. And I obviously, this is a pre-recorded podcast, so I don't get any feedback of like anybody saying like, yes, I understand what you're saying, what you're saying, Joe. So so I, I do apologize if I do kind of talk in circles here, but it is very much that that mindset of uh, why hold on so tightly to something in the past when we have some incredible things that are happening in the present that we can uh, definitely celebrate while we're still experiencing it. Like we we are seeing a hall of like a few Hall of Fame careers unfold right now. And yes, maybe it happened in a bad year and anything like that. We, we saw, you know, Aaron Donald lose lose games to injury for the first time in his career but we're still watching a Hall of Fame uh, career unfold. Like, we're going to be telling people in 20, 30 years from now, like, yeah, I remember watching Aaron Donald play. I remember watching Aaron Donald throw Joe Burrow to the ground to clinch the Super Bowl. I remember the game before that, him getting to to Jimmy Garoppolo and him flipping it and Traven Howard picks it off. Like, we're going to say all that stuff. So, I don't know. Celebrate this present because it is is very good. It's We got spoiled real fast, and uh, we still have some really cool things going on. All right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, edge rusher that the Rams visited with, um, Will McDonald, the fourth, also out of Iowa State. So uh, the, a few visits there for Iowa State, and we'll see what happens as far as uh, them potentially being able to help us get after quarterbacks uh, this upcoming season. Uh, so Will McDonald, the fourth. And then corners, uh, the Rams, absolutely. I would be surprised if the Rams did not take any corners in this draft. Uh, just to, if, if anything, just to fill out some depth. If the Rams do want to go with Robert Rochelle, Darian Kendrick, Kobe Durant, and Sean Jolly at uh, in the secondary, then, you know, uh, that that is an option. But I would be surprised if that was it. I would be very surprised if that was it. So look for additions here. The Rams have visited with Anthony Kendall out of Baldwin-Wallace. Carrington Valentine out of Kentucky. Killer name there. I think Car- Carrington Valentine is a sick name. It almost sounds like a made-up, like, Madden name to me, but also it's cool. So I'm um, kind of here for it. And then... uh. Corey Trice as well from Purdue. So uh, I would anticipate that the Rams do fill out this position. We will look at uh, who the Rams do take and kind of dive into into their styles and and where they kind of fit into this depth chart and and defensive scheme. Um, that, but we'll talk about that once we do get these guys. We will have uh, I would guess one or two more podcasts before 
uh, before this NFL draft happens. Um, and we may go live on Facebook as we have now departed YouTube. Um, the channel's still up with uh, select sentimental content, but um, uh, any return to that would not be uh, in current plans. So uh, either way, uh, Facebook is where we could stream that. Uh, also, I guess we could do Twitter too, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out later. We don't need to figure that out in the middle of a segment. Um, so, and also the Rams have visited with kicker BT Potter from Clemson. Kicking field goals at about 75% uh, throughout college, but has plenty of experience, was a four-year starter in uh, high school, and then I believe was a four-year uh, starter in college as well. So definitely plenty of experience, uh, plenty of miles on that boot, but uh, uh, enough uh, uh, enough time uh, in his future to kick plenty of footballs. So uh, could potentially be seen drafted to the Rams or uh, if anything, also just a, a maybe a, a post draft uh, free, like an undrafted free agent kind of situation. Uh, we'll see what happens if, uh, with the Rams special teams entirely because we do not currently have a long snapper, a punter or a kicker and technically not a kicker turner and punt returner unless um, we u- utilize a guy like uh, Tutu Atwell, which is very realistic. That could absolutely be an option for uh, for the Rams there. So. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it on up here. Um, so just a short recap for you. Jim Ursay hates Super Bowl wins and loves being average. Doesn't want to end up like the Rams. Got to be careful not to end up like the Rams and end up with a Super Bowl ring. You would hate to see that happen. Uh, the next uh, offseason deadlines that we have uh, is just to meet with draft eligible players uh, at facility is going to be the 19th and then the 27th anywhere else. Rams can begin their offseason workouts uh, on the 17th of this month. So that's right around the corner. Uh, big, big spring meeting for uh, for the league uh, this upcoming uh, next month, the 22nd through the 24th of May, uh, where we could see new ownership for the Washington Commanders. Also, a few rules that were tabled. We could see those kind of creep back into the conversation uh, as we um, wiggle our way through this offseason. So, uh, again, also, uh, NFL schedule release expected on or around May 11th, so be sure to start making your plans. I know I will definitely be planning out a SoFi trip myself because I miss it so much there. got to only one game last year. It was at Lambeau, which, I mean, hard to complain about that, but also I really love SoFi Stadium. It is where uh, my heart is always, so really want to be back. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that that is just about it for me. Uh, again, ramshowcase.com. That is where you're going to find all of your Ram Showcase content. We are uh, going to keep up with writing some uh, article blog articles, blog articles, as uh, maybe we won't call them because that's stupid. But um, we'll, we'll kind of keep writing those little blurbs as uh, as I've called them in the past. Uh, also, that is a great spot to catch the podcast. It's embedded right on the front page. Uh, and then uh, I also just did my about me section. If you uh, care to read that <laughs> and see where Ram showcases come from and where we may be going. T-shirts are available up on the web as well at Ram show or excuse me, Ram showcase.com. Uh, you can snag them there. Any sizes small through four X. So wide range, something for everybody. Those two styles are absolutely awesome. Uh, we have the, your basic Ram showcase t-shirt and then that logo based off of the Ram Super Bowl ring with the palm trees. So go put your eyes on it. I will leave a link in the description where you can hear me. Um, that will be below ramshowcase.com and socials at Ram Showcase and at Sheriff Joe Bags on your favorite social media. So that is going to do it for me. 
I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Side of Network. For those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams! We'll be right back.